0: Welcome to the Nico and Murphy Show. I'm Nico. And I'm Murphy. We appreciate you tuning in and enjoy the show. We're going to take you through some topics today. There's a lot going on. The political climate is heating up. It's getting hot. Yes, it is. We've got dueling debates. We'll start there. We've got to start there with the dueling debates. And did you see the numbers? Did you see the watch numbers?
1: No, the run, audience? Them down, run them down. You oh.
0: you so see? we've got, so we had two dueling debates. Biden had, I believe, 90 minutes on uh, ABC, just one network. Okay. And Trump obviously had, uh, Trump had an hour. And he was on the NBC family. Now, I think NBC broadcasted theirs on the network of NBC. And Biden clocked them in the ratings. Clocked them. Did about, I think, 13.9 million to 10 million. Uh, I have to pull those up. But if you're, at, if you're looking at indicators of the election, okay, if you're looking at indicators... You know, how, what does that say that we're a few weeks away from people? I mean, I, I see, I saw something this morning that I think already 20 million people have voted um, already, wow. which is an incredible number. Um, you know, but so, so here, let's take a look at this. Joe Biden's town hall on ABC. This is courtesy of CNN.com. million viewers on Thursday night, and they put easily surpassing the Nielsen ratings for President Trump's town hall on NBC, uh, which obviously NBC had theirs on the host of networks, including MSNBC, CNBC, and of course NBC. Trump town hall averaged 10.9 million. That is, for a president that likes to talk about ratings, that's that's kind of getting beat by like thirty points. That's what the Lakers did to the Heat in the last game of the finals. What does that tell you about the possible election outcome?
1: Hmm. Wow, that's a that's a that's a huge number. That's a huge number. Nielsen ratings, you know, President of the United States. Uh, first thing it tells me is that people uh, they they. They've, heard his message you know you have people that they they they. Uh, I got something else to do it might be somebody that didn't watch um, neither one but their man and their candidate sure. Trump and they just decided you know I, yeah because there's a lot of people that 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 whole political climate they know where they know where the candidates set stand mm-hmm. and they're like you know what I, 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 you're getting my vote anyway probably didn't tune in but that just means that he's uh, losing a lot of, um, and I believe the independent voters are not de- definitely not on the side. That's what that shows.
0: So what you're saying is that obviously the cake is baked for many people. Yes. we know that Trump's people are Trump's people are voting for Trump, and Biden's people are v- voting for Biden. If you haven't made up your mind at this point,
1: I believe. That there's still some people who haven't made up their mind on Biden. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. From
1: what I feel, from what I'm hearing on the ground, there's a lot of people that are going to have Biden's vote, but it's going to be a game time decision.
0: There's hmm.
1: they they still want to hear from him because we don't we don't have a. I, I kind of I think I think Trump won as far as on the debate the style of the debate how how he chose to engage with his audience he chose a better I believe he chose a, a better platform because he went to a network that he knew they were going to ask him tough questions. She grilled him them.
0: That. She you, grilled you them. She grilled them a me. bit. You got to <laughs>
1: give him that. Uh, she basically said, Okay, you guys aren't debating, I'm gonna be the person you're debating with. She turned herself into a prison. Oh, she,
0: she debated him, and you know, so this is where it's this is where. So, I didn't watch, you know, I mean, I, I was, you know, you got dueling debates, it's you know, I mean, <laughs> I guess for your political junkies, you could have one on one device on one on the other, and I think there was something else on the you know, on that night as well, you know, but. When you look at um it's a tale of two stories because you, you look at Trump and he's kind of on the edge of his seat, very aggressive, very direct, very confrontational, combative, right? Which we, which we come to know and expect. And then you turn on, you turn on Joe Biden's debate and it, it has a feel of like a fireside chat, and you're sitting with um, you know, you're sitting with grandpa and he's trying to tell you a story about you know, the green new deal. Um, so two different styles, but you know, it's just very interesting to see how, because the polls are very heavy in Biden. I mean, more so than they were four years ago with Hillary Clinton. And I just saw that Biden put out a message, the Biden Harris campaign put out a message to its people. Like, don't feel complacent. This race is not over. It's going to be close. What does that tell you? They're putting that message out. What does that tell you about how they feel about the last few weeks of this election here?
1: Ah, uh, uh, you can see the two different styles there. You have Biden, that they're they're like that. They're like that champ. Uh, that uh, he's not putting in the judge's hands. He's still he you know still still trying to go for the knockdown. You got mm. you, you, you you so. Uh, they there's lessons learned from the last uh, demo the swing last swing the Democrats took at it mm, you mm-hmm. know and if you talk about the worst mismanagement
0: <laughs> you
1: know in, in, in the in the it's been a long time since we saw a campaign like that uh, you would probably have to go into the maybe seventies and you know see these guys campaigns but you know. Hillary, she really, she really stunk on that one.
0: Oh, they blew it. Oh, they totally, they, 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 they let the polls give them a false sense of, you know, uh, comfort and, you know, it's like a poll, right? I don't think I've ever answered a poll in my life.
1: You know what? Who, for <laughs> the first, listen, listen, this is, this is, this, is, this is crazy because for the first time I got a call and I answered it because that's the, that's the reason why it's hard to get polled. Because you know They're calling you in the middle of the day You're working that, That's what it is And uh, I picked up You know And a few minutes of your time I already know, But they're asking you It comes off they're, they, they, re, they represent some type of uh, Some type of political party So you know the questions are jaded Toward All of the uh, just names that they're throwing out. Do you know who this person is? And they're just weeding it out. Yo, it is crazy. It had me on the phone for about twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, the poll. I mean, the the poll. It, it's you know who are the who is who are they sampling? Who are they going after? You know what what is the sample so, You know you really got to look. At, where,
1: where, what's yeah, the poll where conducted,
0: exactly? Exactly.
1: After? There's just so many so much stuff. So, but that's why they say rule of thumb. You know. It, a, a poll can be they, they it can be a, a, a plus or minus five points. So really, those poll numbers are really ten points off. They really that's what they're really saying right there. It can be a plus five, or uh, minus. Absolutely. Five. So that that's how I look at it. If they, so when they say somebody is you know eight points behind, I still look at it as it's a toss up.
0: Well, you got to look at the battleground states, too. You look at Trump's uh, campaign stops. You look at Biden's campaign stops. And, you know, President Obama's getting ready to hit the trail. They're bringing in the closer. They're bringing in the closer. I think he's going to campaign with more energy than he might have for Hillary. Uh, Obviously, Joe's his guy, vice president, president campaign. He's bringing in, you know, he's bringing in the closer to try and close the deal. But you look at Trump. He is. He was in Georgia this week. Georgia. Now, I mean, now Georgia. a Little deceiving, because if you look at Georgia, you say, "Wow, that's a you know red state." Stacey Abrams very, very close and, in the gubernatorial race, and, and, and that's, on the
1: ground they're talking about a lot of shenanigans happening on the yes, ground because the same yes. person who was in charge of <laughs> watching to make sure that there were uh, honest, you know, and ethical elections. The same person responsible, the office that does that's in charge of that work, is the same guy who ran for governor and won.
0: Well, it's the you know the the, the, you the, the the fox and, is watching and, the hen house. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and won by less, I think, by like a point, like, like <laughs> the like,
0: the margin. Yeah, the margins for the gubernatorial race were very thin, very thin, very thin.
1: And so 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 that's interesting because now you know when you go into the these the battleground states, uh I see something that might be a cause of alarm. I don't I don't know what do you take on Trump deciding to come to the battleground state of Florida.
0: Oh, it's huge.
1: List but but look at this. He's gonna be coming here twice a week. Down the stretch, I look Florida. For those that don't know, you know we're Floridians. We live here in Florida. Reside in Florida, and just like many uh, um, snowbirds, Trump is one of them. You know, so the same way I can say I'm, you know, I'm this Florida guy. This Florida Trump is just as much as a Floridian as I. (laughs) <laughs> Probably has resided here longer than sure. I. Sure. You know, straight up. So I don't see the need of having to come down here so much because his political ties, his political donors, everything is already at set. He handed the governorship to DeSantis with his endorsement. So mm. we already know that Trump has a stronger. This is this is his base. This is where his coalition exists. So this is this is people. You know, everybody looks. No, Trump has not done a rally in New York thus far. So New York yeah. is not his home state. He doesn't he doesn't do rallies. This was a few years back. Uh, when um, uh, remember he tried to do a, he tried to do a rally in Chicago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well
1: <laughs> and they let it be known that this was um the hometown of Barack Obama.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh by and the way, yeah, mean? by the way. Yeah. He
1: was gonna do it at uh the school where Barack uh teaches at, Chicago University. Like this okay. So that didn't go well. They you know, people were jumping, you know, over scaffolds, or a whole bunch of stuff happened. But now, since then, there was a comment that came out of his campaign at that time. I'm not sure if Manafort, I'm not sure if it was, you know, post-Manafort or not. But they had said, um, there's no sense, you know, I'm paraphrasing it, but there's no sense uh, um, campaigning in these uh, deep, deep, deep left cities. Sure. None of the big cities deserve, you know, to see... The best show on on earth, you know it <laughs> yeah. was like one of, it was sure. like one of those kind of things he put how he put it, and I looked ever since then I'm like, okay, so let me take ever since then i've never seen a Trump rally at a big city well, interesting you, you know so his so, you know that's you know just think about that right there
0: well, if you look at the big cities, they are becoming less and less Republican, if you will, they're becoming more diverse, uh, which is traditionally not good for the Republican party or the Republican candidate. So if you look at kind of the map of the, the, the country, and like you said, the big cities, you know, and this is even expanding out to, to states, you know, like Florida, um, you know, take like a Georgia and stuff like that. You know, you're, he went to Macon. He didn't go to Atlanta. He didn't go to, you know, you don't see him going to the larger cities because they are more and more diverse. And, you know, where, where he's going to win, in my opinion, is on the edges. He's going to win in what we will call (laughs) suburbia or the more rural areas. He's got to turn out the vote. And from watching the debate, it is pretty clear to me that he is not looking to get the independent voter or the fringe Democrat voter. This is a turnout election for... He's got to turn out every Republican that or Trump halfway supporter that there is. And this is a base election. How many enthusiastic Republicans can he get out to vote? Um, because... You know, there's not a lot of fringe issues left at this particular point. He's got to get the base going. He's got to rev him up. That's why you've got the Supreme Court nominee, and he is doubling down, and he's doubling down hard on the COVID. You know, you take a look at his rallies. Um, You would think this was a flashback 2016 by the rallies he's holding. He's firing up the engines he's, he's got to get him going.
1: Yeah, he, he he. I I still I still don't I I still don't like his 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 message because he's uh he's he's falling into the, the the Democrats' hands where the Democrats clearly have made the the whole campaign election a COVID issue. Yes, that's yeah. at the top. Uh.
0: But that's the right – if you're in the Democrats' position, right, you've got this president who absolutely just keeps shooting himself in the foot, okay? Every time he talks, it's like, you know, how much, how much material am I going to give the other side? It, the Democrat position, and if you even look at the debate, is do no harm. Just don't make any unforced errors. And we got this because this guy's gonna go out and he's but gonna you, say something crazy.
1: <laughs> but you know what? I, I, the, the whole COVID, I don't think that that's a. When, you always want to have your campaign, the top of at the to, top bell in the campaign should always be something that is on people's minds. However, it's not necessarily on the news every day. Meaning that the COVID is going to speak for itself. You know mm. who knows what the, the effects of COVID? Every American citizen is having to live in a COVID America for the last seven months or so, whatever. This is who
0: absolutely we, we,
1: we know. You, you know, we, we, we already have our opinion based on the president's, uh, or his response, whatever. We're still living in it. We're living in the middle of it so i look at it like talk about something else if covid did not happen see covid is going to speak for itself we live in a covid society but if covid didn't happen then what would have been your campaign message and the you see and the truth is america has lost more jobs in one quarter like the, the like the 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 unemployment should be the top of the bill but because of covid is not So if I was the Biden campaign, I wouldn't even really press too hard on the covid. People are going to have their own opinions on that. Let, 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 Let that let that be, you know. But once you start talking about jobs, you'll find out you'll get the support of the voter that guess what? He's not sitting in the red state. He's not sitting in the blue state. You know, he's somewhere in Ohio. You know, he's somewhere in Pennsylvania because once you take Ohio, Pennsylvania and let's say uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, like, you know what I mean? Like nobody could nobody could because after that, all of the base states will fall in line. But one, if you take a chunk of that right there,
0: mm-hmm. man,
1: you, you know, that that's
0: well, you talk about that's a great point about the jobs. I mean, that, you know, I mean, it, you you hear this every jobs, jobs, jobs. And you have a president who greatest shtick is, you know, supposedly the greatest economy in, you know, ever, right? Which, you know, the facts will (laughs) poke some holes in that. Okay. (laughs) Let's, let's focus in on that because to your point, why are we not hammering that? Um, Last week off of Yahoo Finance, and this is widely known, Initial jobless claims, week ending October 10th, 2020, for those that are going to be listening to this episode, 898,000 initial jobless claims versus an expected 825,000. So a couple of things to parse here. Uh, well, and one more data point, continuing jobless claims ending uh, in uh, week ending October 3rd, 10 million versus 10 and a half million expected and 11 million during the prior week. So uh, those are some big numbers. Okay. I mean, I cannot believe it is mind boggling to me. Like you said, why are we not hearing these numbers with a greater frequency? That is almost a million people that filed an initial jobless claim that are seeking unemployment, having to have conversations with their family about, how am I going to find another job? How are we going to pay the bills? Because we know the, the, the data indicates, the polls indicate that the average American does not have enough savings to sustain long-term unemployment. And with an economy that is seeing rises in COVID cases that may force more shutdowns or limitations, this is a big, big problem. That's not being talked about. Those are some big numbers.
1: Yeah. So no, so, nobody, so, when, so when I said that, uh, you know, we still kind of want to hear from Joe. That's what I meant by, you know, we, you got a, a lot of folks that are going to be voting for Joe. And it's more of I'm voting against Trump. But Joe just happens to be in the right place at the right time. But I'm looking for uh, the party that's putting him in to really hold him accountable. you know when you mean you talk about the, the the jobs that are that are, are that are going out the door and not coming back anytime soon like that gone forever job but somehow has been replaced because there's ways that you know software has been able to do the work mm-hmm. and we need that we need that whatever you know this new administration, that I thought that I really thought that Ivanka and Kushner, that was going to be their job, but it's obvious that you just need the new tech savvy workers, uh, all of the new innovators, because it was a good point when you said that, like, you know, going to Georgia and, uh, like how he didn't go to Atlanta and how the, the new areas, uh, are turning much democratic, the metropolitan areas.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: those areas right there, they're, they have a big uh, influx of job creators that have moved to those areas that have become part of the local legislation there. So they're creating jobs, bottom line. So the uh, right now, a lot of these red states, they're just not creating the jobs, you know, they're but but they have Trump as the savior. He's going to create those jobs and those people's loyalties. They're they're where it then because their lives are still going to be their lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, stuck in a town with no employment and uh those people I think, are then going to be hurt come election
0: well, I yeah, I I think that there's a lot of people that are still waiting for the promises of the, the the saving of jobs that were promised in 2016. You know, the the reworked NAFTA deal. I mean, was it better? Sure. Is it a game changer? No. Uh, when you have people like GM and you know still closing plants and you know pre-COVID, now you're looking at post-COVID. Or or during COVID because it doesn't appear to be going anywhere anywhere. As a matter of fact, this rises all across the country and the world for that matter. Uh, particularly as we head into you know cooler uh, climate, I think jobless claims. You know those type of numbers. The fact that they've become normal is a bit breathtaking. It's 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 a little frightening. And it goes into the next kind of area where how the hell is there not another stimulus deal reached after the first one, which seems like ages ago, seems like years ago, you've got two sides uh, that can't get it done, can't get a deal done. You've got, we've talked about the negotiation style. Pelosi is negotiating with Mnuchin, and then McConnell seems to be just negotiating with himself. And everything seems to be uh, broken apart, you know, as we look at the deal. So let's look at the deals. The latest offer from the the White House, uh, Mnuchin, includes $300 billion in aid for the state and local governments, $400 a week in enhanced unemployment, The Democrats, Pelosi, want to do six hundred. Which why not? Okay, I mean, why not pay? Why not err on the side of more? Uh, Both deals include direct payments. I think the Democrats include a little bit stronger direct payments. Which you know, in a in this situation, like again, why not? Uh, And there's a little bit of difference in the in the relief, but they are closer than ever before. So. Um,
1: how much? How much money does it show is going toward uh, the uh the businesses?
0: So the PPE that's a little bit in question because there's different um, there's different types there and they the 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 proposals are a little squishy um, on that. Um, there is 400 billion. Democrats have called for 400 billion in state and municipal relief. Which I think is a is a point of contention with the Republicans as well. But the, now they're also talking about doing airline deals. They're talking about that's, doing directly. That's see, which, this, the, the hold up. The
1: hold up is this, right? Uh, there's no when it comes. There's the way the original bill with the PPE and that money. It would still be the same. Framework from the beginning. It's just now you just you know funding funding it more. So the framework, uh, uh, very very favorable, um, toward, you know, non transparency is uh, you know, there's no regulators toward that money that gets dispersed. Uh, and that's. That's alarming because there's too many companies getting this money that soon as the 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 payroll, 90-day mm-hmm. uh, payroll extension, they can furlough you. For people that don't understand this, you can be employed with a company and be considered furloughed. Yes. Well, in a nutshell... You just basically, you still you still have all your benefits. You're still collecting your benefits. Everything is still rolling with the company. Uh, more than likely, they would probably uh, uh, force you to take some PTO time. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you know, you still got your job here. You, you ain't getting paid. But you still got your job here, you know. So that's what a furlough is. You still have everything rocking and rolling.
0: Or it could be a partial furlough. A lot of people are on, were or maybe still on partial furlough where you're working so reduced the hours. The
1: strategy, if I, have to, if I have to maintain 90 days of payroll to an employee to be able to have my loan forgiven,
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: this is where you see, oh, three months later, Universal says, no, 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 we're completely like, we're letting you go. Yeah. Why? Because those employees have been under that furlough for a while because it takes a certain amount of days for to have the loan forgiven that turns it into just straight up a
0: grant. Well, that's a, so short, that's, a yeah. that's
1: a problem. I like the point that you put with the money going to the states right now with the way things are going. That's the best money spent. Everybody always you, you want to talk about 100%. the government not being in. You know what? give the money to your damn state, let your state give it to it's it, 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 different counties or whatever, and let them figure out how to spend it because they, you money is spent differently in different areas, you know? So it shouldn't be Congress set saying, hey, yep, this is going to go to this. No, I like the way they're doing it uh, on the local level. You give it to the county. The county says, hey, you know what? We got some program over here. If we're going to say that we're going to uh, uh, pay up to... Uh, twelve hundred dollars. I think it's like they pay up to like four thousand dollars, and it's a negotiation. They cut your landlord a check for three months.
0: Well, and that's you, yeah. so the
1: county. Absolutely. You know where I live at. The county is doing that, and they 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 ended up getting a few billion dollars. So it's you, you know they just had some town hall meeting going on where they were like trying to figure out how to spend the money, so you had the district dudes that came in there and gave them all these new ideas next year. So, it's, it's, so I just look at that, put it in the money of the local leaders, and you know what, if you want to be a crook and spend that money improperly in today's day and age of the, uh, of, of the Internet, you're crazy because you're gonna get busted. <laughs> Absolutely, you're not gonna be able to get reelected the next election. Too much money. If you think that there ain't money hawks out there right now, as far as watching how the money, more than ever, you know, mm-hmm. corruption, a uh, 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 financial corruption in our political system is being uh, has a watchdog like no other today. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, well,
0: if if this were a non general election year, I think we have a deal and you can just tell by the rhetoric that you hear, you know, um, on both sides. So, you know, Mitch, Mitch McConnell, okay. Senate Senate leader is, you know, they're, you know, hitting with the no blue state bailout, which is by the way, totally ridiculous, totally ridiculous that that that's even up for discussion because some of the hardest hit States, New York, New Jersey, in in, in, in the uh, Northeast, some of the hardest hit states, okay? So stop with this, the blue state bailout crap, and then you flip over, so Pelosi had a bit of a meltdown with Wolf Blitzer, which is very interesting, because, you know, Wolf is, you know, he has his a little political bias. Sure. But he's generally a pretty straight down the middle type of, you know, interviewer. And Pelosi just had a meltdown because he pushed a little bit hard. Um, And she's talking about, you know, not giving Trump the um, ability to take this out on the campaign trail and say, we got a deal. So you've got two sides, the Senate Democrats, they don't want a blue state bailout, which is a bunch of crap. You got Pelosi who doesn't want to give Trump that last little, hey, look at me, the deal maker. I just got all this relief done, which you know he wants to take that out to the campaign trail. You got two two sides that are elevating politics over the people at the high level. But then you have a lot of the actual people that are in the districts that actually have to go to their home states that are having to have those difficult conversations with their constituents because leadership is driving the bus and getting in the way of a deal which is overall hurting hurting the public uh which only widens the divide between sides in this election cycle
1: yeah what, uh, once, 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 you know, Trump. He, he does real, He does he does he does a good job of recognizing. Uh, he's the he's the salesman for Wall Street. We can lose a million jobs, and it's gonna be Wall Street talk. Where I'm uh, giving confidence to my shareholders. That's the type of rally he would have. The economy is great. We're moving on. And, you know, words of encouragement to a shareholder. He has that type of talk where everything is always looking at it on the positive side, what the, you know, where the economy is going, where the, you know, he's being, he's being, he's being a salesman right now. That pitch right there, you know, when you talk about those jobs, Main Street, they don't feel like that. They they just don't feel like that. But uh, no,
0: uh, yeah, it would really. What do you think would, about
1: would, the census?
0: This good. Well, census, th- that the, all the, the, you this, know. This census right Critical. Here,
1: this is this is this is a, you know, uh, we always talk about how diverse America is, and you know, and you know, for the most part. Uh, Americans are living in harmony <laughs> once <laughs> another. You know, we're still uh, we're still not you know at civil war or anything like
0: that. So, well, for they the just
1: most part we're living in harmony.
0: Well, they just uh, so what was it four days ago? Washington Post headline: Supreme Court says Trump administration can shut down census count now, despite fears of an undercount. Again, everything is political; it's contested, and the census once every what? What's it? Ten years.
1: Yes.
0: Extremely. I filled out mine. I did mine. It's an extremely important part of how the districts are drawn uh, to, you know, we talk about how important elections are at the local level, at the state level, which are more impactful and have probably greater meaning than the national level. But it's all connected. You know, what? The, what is the census going to tell us? What is the- well, what is the census going to tell us about the next time around uh the next set of elections, the next set of redistricting gerrymandering laws and 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 and, and the way the districts are are drawn um, What is the census going to tell us, and why would we want to stop the counting early? I think we know why, but what do you think about that?
1: well the districts the districts are the number to look at is four thirty-five. When you're talking about districts, All right? The way the districts work, that four thirty-five is the amount of electoral votes. Currently, I live in a electoral college number of twenty-seven. So, it's a this, the best way to to view your state would be this. I have twenty-seven points
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: what we're worth we have 27 house <laughs> representatives correct and what happens in the census is different states can become a little bit more important than the other the last census New York lost four districts so New York lost four House representatives so where did who gained seats this is the way you look at so it gets moved around and if you have a area in the country where they're somewhat losing uh uh, um, districts meaning that their populations are going down and when that population goes down it moves to a different state let's take florida for example so florida's getting all of this northeastern motion coming down the last the last Uh, Census What it did was Florida gained two seats This is why you see Stephanie Murphy It opens up What it did was They said no Seminole County and, 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 And parts of Belusia County You don't vote by yourself The population is this You're bunched up with Altamont, Maitland Thus you're opened up to Orange County
0: well, it's interesting you put it in New York. So New York is um, the political representation. It, pre- estimates predict that New York will lose at least one con- congressional seat if its residents are severely undercounted. And the fact that they're going to stop the counting, uh, you know.
1: Guess, I, guess who gained the most um, seats in the last census, picked up the most seats as a state?
0: Well, I'm going to go with Florida.
1: Texas gained four Texas. seats. Texas. Now look at this wow. right here. Let's stay on Texas.
0: Dude, that's a that's a that's hold on that that's a that's a uh, that's a that could that's a swing state.
1: Now, now look at this. So just just to let people know how huge four gaining four seats is. Only one second. Only one other state gained two seats, and that was Florida. Everybody else that gained was one. Wow. Florida's the only with two, and Texas has four, right? Just to let you know how huge that number is, right? So what the population growth, how's it growing? Who are the ones going there? Now look at this. We already know because what happened was. Ted Cruz had a highly contested Senate race. So that, mean, so that means that the yes, results, did. what was the next major election that showed the proof of that population growth in Texas? What did that look like? And you know what it looked like? It was the first time Texas looked like a battleground state.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm going to give you two examples right here, right? So you look at, you know, we're sitting here doing a podcast. You look at uh, Joe Rogan. Okay. Most popular podcaster there is just left California to go to Texas. Now, does that have anything to do with the big deal that he just signed with Spotify for reportedly a hundred million? Maybe, (laughs) maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know when you move out of a state that taxes taxes you at, you know, what, I don't know, like 98% I'm kidding of course, ridiculously high tax rates into a very tax friendly state. And then you take a guy like a Ben Shapiro who on the, you know, very hard conservative side, uh, he left California as well and just relocated his operation to, to Tennessee. So I think that to your point, why are people, you know, moving, and that's just two people in particular, but, I think things that are driving these, you know, decisions have a lot to do with the way the local and state economies are run. That's going to influence people's decisions. And, you know, those are two people that are wealthy and and make decisions at that level. But when you're in the middle class of America or low, low to middle, low middle class, if you will, uh, which is, you know, the heartbeat of America, you're counting every dollar every dollar every tax percentage every cost of living every one of those decisions matters more importantly to you because that's having a greater impact and you know you got to think about where am i going to live where am i going to go try and find a job where am i going to transfer to
1: well but that 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 that, that and that's what i want to see out of the the white house the white house the candidate Joe Biden, vice president
0: <laughs>
1: they're not talking about the issue of how do we continue the job creation that has fueled these new metropolitan suburban areas you see somebody is doing the work and I believe it starts like you said at the local uh, issue you take a Let's stay on Texas. Austin, the Austin metropolitan area, and all of the sub the suburbs, twenty miles outside of it, mm-hmm. they're like these new, you know, these enclaves of these uh thirty year old professionals with absolutely with degrees that. Their neighbors, the senior citizen neighbors, that those jobs didn't exist when they were that age. So, like they're 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 like the older the older uh, uh, population of those areas are just moving out, or they're just new neighbors that are getting built. So those minds, those older mines are not really in there. So you just have you know the thirty and forty year olds. You know what I mean? The late 40-year-olds, mm-hmm. they're the backbone of that town. And there's somehow... Absolutely. And, then what, and what happens is it's like no taxes. So who comes in there and what you find out, man, the VP, the VP that's that's slated to be in charge of, you know, this location, 37 years old, ambitious, young.
0: Uh, this, oh, yeah. This more is what and more. you see going around the
1: country. So really, what we're chasing, we're chasing... Where where are the job creators? Where's the job growth going? And California, you know, little tough, little little, little little tough out there, as they say. You know, the West Coast, uh, uh no more parties in LA. A little bit, you know. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, too, it's too much of a it's too much of a lifestyle that you know you have to upkeep it with uh, just spending money just to say you have it. You know, well, imagine imagine living in, a, in 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 an area where that's kind of like the
0: way that's it, the thing well yeah i mean
1: spend the money just to show that you have it
0: absolutely yeah. and you know that's why the, the the census is the census once once everything's counted and you know we'll see how big of a story that is and and what the well but, look, but, look at this. but so
1: or talking on a on a on a local level you know uh Explaining the I-4 corridor to people that aren't from Florida. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. You go across the state, you I ninety five all the way past uh to the to the next coast, to the Gulf. You're talking about, you know, passing I-95 I-95 all the way to I-75, coast to coast, water to water, and everything in the middle. Everything that's built in the middle. The I four corridor, Orlando's in the middle, and just to see how that's going to change this next uh, the next election cycle, you know, uh, it's going to be it's going to be humane, um tremendous because who's gaining ground there? Who's gaining ground? Uh, what party is gaining ground? And going back to how you said with the uh, with Trump coming to Florida, you know, all uh, you know, he's not he's 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 swinging he's swinging for it oh
0: yeah yeah he he has to because well first of all if if he loses florida it's it's lights out you call it so i mean if you florida is usually a later state that's called um you know we have our election issue um certainly boy so but florida is usually one of the later states to get called um but if florida doesn't swing red uh in this election, you could just wrap it up that that's that's a That's that. That's it. So, what
1: states? So, when you talk about the census, what states? What states are on the verge of being uh, turned into a battleground state? Turned into a purple state? We know that Texas is. uh,
0: Texas. Texas You keep hearing a lot about Texas. Okay, Texas. You you hear that more and more every election cycle. And although it may take a few more election cycles to get there, I think Texas is there, and it's you know it's so it's 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 in the 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 view because it's such a large state. So um, I think Texas is something to watch out for. You know, you look a lot of these states like Georgia. Okay, let's take Georgia. You know, people take for granted. They just put Georgia, drop it over into the red column. Mm, I don't know. No. I don't know how much longer that is going to be you take a state like north carolina um that's a you know that's something that obama was able to you know ob- see we we look at the history and we look at obama and obama just did things that um were just a little bit unique right because obviously his historical candidacy his historical presidency Um, he just reached voters in a different way. And then what happened was in 2016, that was just a different election. You had a candidate in, in Hillary Clinton that has all the credentials you could, you look at it on paper and say, wow, what a resume, right? I mean, you know, if you're just looking at the resume on paper, uh, and then if you look at Donald Trump, a businessman, reality TV star. Okay, if you just put those on paper you would say, well, we know we know how this election's going to go. But that was not the case because the candidates themselves were just, you know, polarizing in their own different ways. Which is why all of these states, you know, you looked at Pennsylvania turning red, you know, North Carolina, uh Michigan, Wisconsin, you know. So but now 4 years later a little bit different. You have Joe, you have somebody that was on the Obama ticket. Joe who makes his, you know, blue collar worker of Pennsylvania, you know, that's his area. So now you feel everything shifting. Where did Joe Biden's campaign start essentially for uh, the Democratic nomination? South Carolina. Yeah, South Carolina. Launched really. Say you could say saved and launched his campaign. So, I'm
1: sorry. Would you be surprised? What is it?
0: Blackburn. Or Clyburn. Jim Clyburn. Yeah. Jim yes. Clyburn went in and said, "Um, from reports, you're you you you're not running your campaign well. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hand. I'm gonna give you some pointers on how to run the campaign. I'm gonna get you South Carolina." which Jim Clyburn, you know, he... You know what
1: that is? That's, that's you're, you're, you're my dude. You live in the next three neighborhoods over. Yeah. I bring yeah. you, you always come down there to see me and we play basketball together. Yeah. Everybody knows you're my guy. Now, do I give you the pass to let my guys know, hey, if he comes around here looking for me and I'm not around... It's okay. He can hang out, and that's kind <laughs> exactly. of the, and that's kind of the pass that they gave the, yeah. to, to Joe. Hey, if he's on the back row somewhere in South Carolina, let him be.
0: That's right. <laughs> but, but here we go. Would you be surprised if Joe Biden wins Georgia? I mean, obviously moving out of South Carolina, would you be surprised if he wins Georgia? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't would be, I? Would I be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised if this is. A total domination as far as electoral count this could this could be an early night um, although we may not get a concession uh, I don't think we're going to get a concession on election night we're idea. not
1: going to get a concession because we're over.
0: <laughs> either way because if trump if Trump wins it's going to be very close. I don't think Trump can win by a large margin what's I think Joe can, what's, but I don't think what's Trump can. The What's the number of the early voting so far? Uh, what was I? Th- the, the number I saw this morning was around 20 million, and that was I think 26 states reporting or so, giving so data. What's, so, so what's
1: that? 20 million? What's that about? What?
0: 20 million. 20%? So thats
1: well, How much? How many people voted last election?
0: Uh, 160. Good, good. Good question. We so have 80. Well, okay. it, it,
1: it's been going up every. It's go- been going up every election. Like, the last election had the highest turnout ever before. The election before that had the highest, you know, it's going up and up.
0: Yeah, the primaries are good indicators there as well. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, what percentage of the vote, at, vote that is, who knows. But I think that the current circumstances, you know, that that's another thing. Uh, the current circumstances, people are changing the way they're voting. So... You know, whether now you vote his, early or vote by the, mail. The the
1: the reason why I was getting to that number is because of this. I I, I believe when it's all said and done, I think a quarter of Florida's voters would have had early voting. That's that's the numbers being thrown out there. Twenty five percent.
0: And and to your Huge. to your question, around a hundred um around a hundred and thirty eight million Americans voted in the twenty sixteen presidential uh, election, roughly.
1: Okay, so 60 or 70 million or something like that a piece, high 60. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, um, yeah, so what? All right, so going back to, so I believe Florida is going to have that amount. Let's just say it's a quarter of all of the votes in America. Let's just say it's 15% of all the votes in America. The only thing that says is 15% of the votes will be counted the day of like, you, you know what I mean? Like they because they were saying that they don't open them until the close of the polls.
0: Some state. So yeah, some state yeah. Some state. Yeah. So those, which is, which is so, I mean, I don't know. It, it's so ridiculous. I mean, because it takes, you know, have you ever filled out and stuffed one of those absentee ballots? I mean, it's, it requires somebody opening it. To, you know, it's not like it's. You just you drop it into a machine. But You
1: know what the manual Everything, process to it. But you know what that 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 has to protect the integrity. It's just one of those things. You know that that's the OQA sticker. You know if this seal is broken, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A warranty mm-hmm. is not.
0: <laughs> well, is thankfully, that- there's no hanging. We don't want any hanging chads. <laughs> you know? It's, you know, it, 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 it's really interesting, you know, just taking a look at some uh, some of the Pew research uh, data, um, you know, in 2012, more than 46 million voters, uh, almost 36 percent of the electorate cast ballots um, outside of traditional polling places. Um, so that that number, if you look at the, the charts, it just continues to rise. Um, you know, they had uh, significant numbers that are voting, you know, by mail right now that are going to be early voting. Um, I think the voting, the dry, which is great to see, by the way, I would love to see our voter participation rate go up tremendously. Yeah. Because no matter what side of the aisle you are on, um, and I think it's kind of ridiculous that we've gotten to that point, right? No matter what team you're on, (laughs) um, voting is – is, is important, uh, because it changes the conversation. It gives you the larger sample size that you can have. In my opinion, the better, it gives you a better feel for where the country's at, where the country wants to go. And ideally in a perfect scenario is going to influence the policy that's going to drive everyday decisions. So, you know, I think voting they've done a really good job of promoting it i would like to see accessibility to voting continue to be more modernized um, as we go forward but i think voting is great and and i'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing some high turnout numbers uh because regardless of who you vote for got to get out and vote got got to get out and get it done
1: gotcha yeah good point i don't know It's, uh, the, the, the new, the new, uh, the new style of elections will, it's going to be, this is, it's always that election that just changes the, the, the ball game. Uh, Trump, he, he did a good job of, you know, f- following the lead where he advanced campaigning, the, 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 he, he, you know, um, Kind of like McCain didn't have a shot the way Barack was utilizing the internet. Correct. Just didn't have a shot. You know, the way he was able to communicate directly and pinpoint where his supporters are at, that's through social media. So the same way Google and Facebook, you know, are grabbing our content and turning us into users, into, excuse me, followers and stuff like that.
0: The data. The data. You, the data. You know,
1: so he was the first one. So now uh, Trump is, comes from the, uh, um, he got schooled and brought into the game with his introduction of how to use social media and campaigning under the school of Breitbart. So that changes mm. the ball game. You're talking about your main advisor is the <laughs> dude who went and boy, he's the cre- you right bar you're serious a strictly a hundred percent online joint like like you you know what i mean so this just lets you know that this was the level that he was willing to take it you know and you know being advised he, he you know messes with people from the inquirer and you know he's just in this media world where he has all of the right people that are in that business that are going to show him how to utilize it and he just took that to a whole nother level, you know, where he wasn't the average uh, um, 70-year-old candidate. Correct. So he was Correct. able to knock Hillary out the box just how he was able to control. Just so interesting how, you know, this became a, um, who knows how to handle the media, who knows how to create their own you know, their own lane and make their, uh, their image and their likeliness and their brand be the forefront of an election. So that, so that means you're the one in control. So you're talking about, you know, 40 million jobs being lost. is not at the, it's not at the forefront of the election. You're talking about, you know, um, uh, uh, record you're talking about our deficit forget about oh, it you, you yeah. know what i mean like this is just you know uh you still talk about how we are still at like a a, a 85 to 15 percent ratio with the trade you know the, the trading oh victory, the trade right? the trade imbalance you know what I mean? like it's like not even it's you know so none of this stuff the election balls around his well, it's,
0: a, it's a lot different now, you know, four years ago, you're the candidate. Now you're the incumbent. People have a record to point to people have, it's not what you're going to do. It's about what you have done. <laughs> Much different scenario. So as you can see, you know um, you know, it's late in the game, it's late in the game. So, you know, like I, you know, what, what I, what I see, outside looking in is you see somebody doubling down on the only style that he knows is to be a candidate not the incumbent um because you don't hear if you, you don't hear about the record or what was done uh you hear that more from joe biden ironically enough you would think he was actually president <laughs> because he did a lot of he did a lot of things um but, you know, I get it. I get it. Everybody does that. But, you know, it's a lot different being the candidate versus the incumbent. It's a lot different uh, being the underdog versus the person with expectations.
1: Somebody the- needs to tell Joe that when you're the vice president, you can't take credit saying I did.
0: Oh, he took credit. He took care of the he recovery, been, no, he military, everything. went
1: head on. Listen, he uh, went head on with Ebola.
0: Yeah. Oh, every all like, of this. it. I'm like, oh.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Yo, I really, really do hope, and I believe, I believe he is going to. But I really do hope that Joe has assembled the right team. It's all about 100%. that team. Yeah. You know, uh, it doesn't sound like it, but you're going to have about. 70 to 100 employees that are walking around inside the White House grounds every yeah. day. Yeah. So now you're talking about these are people that, you know, there's, there's going to be at least 30 of them that do have direct access with you. That, that, you know what I mean? That you need their act. You know, you need it. And what are those, who are those people going to be? And That's that's right. That's gonna be now. You know, going back to Joe the candidate, I I like the fact that he does have a history of bipartisan uh, um, bills being passed. Um, He he has a he just has a record of being a bipartisan person. So you know, hopefully it's not leaning toward one way. I like all the ideas. Put all of that in the house. Put all that in the pot.
0: You know. I agree. I agree. Well, I tell you it's been a busy week. Um, I mean
1: hey, I got so much ballot. more
0: to so much did you yeah. <laughs>
1: I got my ballot.
0: I got it uh I think I got it a couple of Thank weeks you. ago. Um I, I filled it. it out. I haven't mailed it in because I think I'm gonna vote in person. Um so I'm gonna you know, obviously you can only vote once. Um so you I have, got Linda
1: Stewart over there. No,
0: no, um, I don't. Know, I got to go check, but I Yo, think it,
1: you know that you know that a lot of important positions over here are right in balance.
0: That's concerning. There's not, you know, no. I think everybody has a ballot choice. Um, I think everybody, everybody has a ballot. I, I, I took a look at it. Um, I spent some time doing some research on it, which I would encourage everybody to do. And like I said, whether you decide to mail it in or use it as a reference point, you know, go early vote, drop it off, whatever you do, just, just get out there and vote, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of topics going on and there's going to be no shortage of topics going on next week. So, um, you know, it's interesting times, interesting times.
1: Very much so but uh so, it's not it, it, it it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice election i think i think a lot of people are gonna be are gonna be happy a lot of people are gonna be mad
0: yeah uh, a lot oh, yeah. of
1: people are gonna there's gonna be some people that they can care less and that's what makes it a great election that it does um, spark some type of emotion that's right and everyone and it does show that you have a pulse uh if you didn't if if you weren't uh proud of being an american proud of living in america if you were not proud of that then that means you do not have an opinion about whoever the president is anytime you have an opinion on who the president is and you feel that there is a reason to critique that president is because you feel that you have the right as a person that walks into the supermarket spends your money wakes up goes to work just to breathe air you feel that you have the right to critique whoever says that they're the leader of this country that's a sense of pride of being an american you feel it is your duty to challenge the person that sits up top you know and that's because that's one of the true uh, 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 foundations of being an american that's one of those unspoken things where you know i can critique who's ever up there Mm -hmm. he's not better than me and that's something that just you just you're just you know you're born and you're just raised with that uh that american way you know there's one thing that's an american way and it's americans are uh probably the country that uh is stubborn the most stubborn country that uh, refuses to take no for an answer? Sometimes that means we stay in wars right. too long. <laughs> you know, we're one of those uh, um, prideful, egotistical uh, nations that, without those two characteristics, we would have become a world power. Going with the amount of time that has had lapsed of these empires. That ended up creating countries, you know. Now we had the empires fighting in, a, the real last world war. I'm talking about everybody that's a power from, a, 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 in all of the continents all fighting on one continent for land. That was the real last world war. Like you know what I mean? United States being created. You know what I mean? That's if right. You was a player in this country. You was fighting for stake in the new lands
0: that's if right. you were
1: a player in this country and uh you know with that being said we challenge whoever's up there you know we challenge whoever i don't care you tell me you're a billionaire you know you know I, I i don't i don't i don't care if you're if you're if your mom if your mom is white from the midwest and your daddy's african prove to me you're from over here like, <laughs> you know what i mean that's, yeah that's, that's, that's that that's that american that's right You know, you got, you got to, you got to love, you got to love the spirit that, uh, like you said, people, you know, the people, the turnout and just people just being interested in just knowing how powerful and unique their voice is. Um, Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. The spirit, the spirit. So we touched on debate, stimulus, census. And a little bit in between. I'm Nico. I'm Murphy. This is the Nico Murphy Show. Signing out.
1: Signing out.
0: Catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Nico and Murphy Show. Hope you had a good time. See you next time, everyone.